going, everybody? It is episode 84 here on Hawaii Football Now. Jordan Haley, Hunter Hughes, back with you as always. A big mahalo to Spectrum Mobile and Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union, our sponsors here on this humble pod. We record this Wednesday about 7 a.m. in the morning, kind of our usual record time uh, to get this ready, edited, and uploaded for release on our typical spot Thursday midday to get you caught up in all the latest happening around Hawaii football as we are sort of right in the middle of the offseason, but it's a pretty big week uh, with some news coming down over the weekend of a, a pretty big commitment for the University of Hawaii and the class of 2024. So, of course, that is next year's class, not this coming season, but uh, we will get into that. It'll be a pretty QB-heavy conversation here today uh, as we will be chatting um, at least playing you a conversation with one Cole McDonald, uh, who <clears throat> Hunter got to talk to on uh, some other ESPN Honolulu programming, but wanted to bring you that here on our Hawaii Football Now platform as well. Uh, and we also talked to Braden Shager last week, uh, got some nice feedback on that. It was fun to talk to Braden. We'll, we'll get Hunter's thoughts on that here in just a second as we head into the opening drive here. Hunter, uh, I know you got the chance to talk to Cole, who made his first XFL start over the weekend for Houston, unfortunately in a loss for the Roughnecks. I think still right in the mix in their division uh, or conference, whatever they're calling them, in the XFL. Uh, mm -hmm. And had a lot of nice feedback on, on the Braden interview. I think uh, a lot of folks liking the opportunity to kind of hear from him and, and I think have noted um, how comfortable he is sounding right now um and and kind of progressing as the guy who who has the helms of this offense yeah Braden uh we mentioned it a little bit last week his confidence has risen um tremendously from the time he first got on island a couple of years ago now and there's um quite a different psychological shift that happens for a quarterback whenever you feel the support from your coach you uh aren't in a quarterback battle or maybe not just in one for the starting job like it's clear he will be the starter this year um guys like joy yellen and uh, jake farrell uh, could still you know get time uh if you know one thing or the other happens but there, there's at least that backing of you um and uh speaking of confidence uh, my man Cole McDonald has never really struggled in that category um, at all. So, uh, yeah, always a good time to talk to him. And, you know, this last week was his first, um, his <clears throat> first time getting a chance to start at the XFL um, and uh, kind of prove himself more than a dual threat quarterback, but as a passer um, and, and a leader. So, um, really stoked for him, uh, like a brother of mine, and uh, yeah, very, uh, very excited to bring you guys that interview that we had um, earlier last week on um, on uh, off the bench on uh, ESPN Honolulu. So uh, yeah, good talk with him, and uh, anytime we can get a little feedback on where the bows are in the pros, we want to do that for you guys here on Hawaii Football Now. Yeah, absolutely, and one of his uh, regular targets for Houston, of course, Cedric Bird. Uh, right. out there uh, for the Roughnecks. And uh, while we're at it, we might as well get the plug in OTB uh, for those that are unfamiliar at this point, uh, fill them in, man. What's uh, what are the details? When can they catch that? 
uh, on ESPN Honolulu. You off the bench for those who may not know. Yes, my 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 the show that I'm on. I ought to know what that abbreviation stands for. Um, Monday through Friday, three to six. Uh, me and Josh Pacheco cover um, pretty much everything when it comes to sports. Uh, and yeah, tune in. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, always a uh, nice little for the afternoon drive. Uh, of course, you can stream that on the app or on the website as well. So you've, uh, for those of uh, you that are listening and not within uh, the radius for the airwaves uh, on ESPN Honolulu, you can catch that streaming as well. All right. Uh, good reminder now that uh, Hawaii Football Now is brought to you by Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union, originally opened in 1936 as a credit union for educators. Hawaii USA has inspired a culture of giving that is rooted in education and has since become Hawaii's largest credit union and expanded to other areas of community need that impact financial health, including health care, housing, and hunger. To learn more, please visit HawaiiUSAFCU.com. All right, game time here on episode 84. We mentioned it was going to be a QB-heavy episode, if you will, and that's because we've got the Cole McDonald conversation coming up. Uh, nice to recap a little bit of Brandon Shager as well. And then the big news over the weekend, uh, Micah Alejado, who is a three-star quarterback out of Bishop Gorman High School, national power. I think a lot of people familiar, obviously, with Bishop Gorman, in including because of the fact that the Hawaii's had some success recruiting from Bishop Gorman uh, over the last several years, including this current recruiting class coming in for the class of 2023. Uh, but Mike is a 5'10", 170-pound quarterback, uh, originally from Oahu. He's an Eva Beach native, moved to Vegas prior to high school. Um, he's been starting at Gorman since he was a freshman, uh, had a terrific season this year, um, arguably Gorman's best season in a, in a couple of years. Remember, they were winning like consecutive national championships not that long ago. Uh, have gone through some transitions with coaching changes and the like. Uh, a lot of the bones are still there. Um, and connective tissue kind of going back all, all the way uh, to the Sanchez era, right? Remember, uh, Coach Sanchez left Gorman, went to UNLV for a bit, um, and, and kind of had kicked off and, and birthed that dynasty when they've got all that uh, Fertitta money pumping in and, and whatnot. But he was the Max Preps Junior National Player of the Year last year. So basically, they've got all kinds of awards, right? But they also give out awards for like each class. Uh, and so they got the overall award, they'll give out a an award for the class of 2024. I think they go all the way down um, to sophomores and freshmen as well. But he was, according to one of the big publications that cover prep sports, um, the best player in the country, or at least the player of the year in the country. He's not the top recruit in the class of 2024. That's a different conversation, but he was the junior national player of the year, quarterbacking a team that finished, I think, depending on the poll, like two or four in the country, um, you know, various different polls in the, the high school top 25. Uh, they were they were legit top five in the country. Uh, we got a chance to see them. Uh, local fans did when they came down and played St. Louis over at Midlani High School last season as well. Um, he he isn't big. Uh, and I think that's why maybe he's he's still a little under recruited. Um when I got a chance, I called the game for for Spectrum when when they came down and played St. Louis, and and he reminded me of Kellen Moore, one because he's left handed, but also yeah. just the way he operates. Like you can tell, man, this guy is in total control, knows exactly where he wants to go with the football, is super accurate. Um, look, he was throwing to dudes who are going to USC and elsewhere. Um, that is basically a, a small college team he is playing on, but I was super impressed. 
obviously the fact that he's a local boy plays a huge factor in this. There are all kinds of other ties between the Gorman program, the University of Hawaii, particularly some of those on the coaching staff that we'll get into here in a bit. Um, but it's a, it's a pretty big deal. He's coming in pretty early as well. Um, obviously, we're not even into summer um, as they head into his senior season. But this was this was pretty big news. Uh, and especially as this this program transitions into the latest version of the run and shoot with Coach Timmy Chang. Um, to go get a quarterback and a guy who quarterbacks one of the best prep teams in the country that was the junior player of the year nationally, uh, at least by one publication, uh, hard to hard to overstate how big a verbal commitment this is. Again, it's just verbal. None of this is binding, at least until December, if they can get him to sign during the early period. But uh, especially for the Chang era, right, going into going into um this next season this next wave this this is this is massive absolutely jordan anytime that you can secure a three-star quarterback um at university of hawaii that's going to be a tremendous tremendous win uh you and i uh, both are former quarterbacks we know probably better than most that sometimes the star doesn't mean anything but uh other times you know at least from from a hype perspective it helps to have a couple stars next to your name. And uh, also that honor of Max Preps uh, kind of <clears throat> national player of the year. Um, they don't just hand that out. So uh, this guy can absolutely play. Um, watched his film. Um, I was just, just like you. I was blown away at his accuracy and uh, the <clears throat> touch of the football across the middle. So yeah. Um, there's also something about whenever it comes off a lefty that it just looks better. Uh, it, it, it looks smoother and, uh, he can definitely spin it. You know, he came through uh spring practice towards the end of uh rainbow warriors spring ball, just, uh, this last month and, uh, got to kind of kick it with him a little bit. Timmy introduced me to him and, um, my first thought was, okay, is this guy coming here to play slot? Um, cause it it's something for me to have two inches on someone at the division one football level. Um, and then when I found out he was a quarterback, I was like, wow, okay, well, he must be good. <laughs> they, they would not be inviting him here on an official visit. And he, uh, one of his buddies was there, uh, as a cameraman. And so, uh, um, was kind of following him around like, uh, a, a wannabe YouTube star. <laughs> Kind of a situation so that it was kind of a scene I'll, I'll be honest whenever uh he was there but um super great kid uh we were talking run and shoot and i gave him the full pitch on if you want to go and throw some place and throw touchdowns i don't know if there's a better place to do it and in a better offensive scheme like the run and shoot and you know jordan that's kind of the thought i wanted to get to just for a second was outside of maybe the veer or a run heavy offense um the run and shoot for an undersized quarterback is probably one of the best fits there is with the uh drop going to one side of the offensive line or the other uh you can get behind far enough to where eyesight over the line is not going to be an issue at all um 
it's way more predicated on timing and getting the ball out of your hand early. So really height of the quarterback has very little to do with it. Um, if you have an arm as well, like you have an arm, it doesn't mean anything that you have to be big to be able to throw certain passes either. So um, plenty of guys in the league um, currently are not big. Kyler Murray, uh, namely Russell Wilson's also not that big. Baker Mayfield's barely six feet tall. Um, there, there's a transitioning happening and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's cool to see Hawaii kind of, get behind where football is headed, where it's much more predicated on being an athlete, being smart and uh, being able to run a system and height and stature really have nothing to play at that. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, maybe fortunately for Hawaii, um, the big boys haven't come knocking on his door quite as much as, as if he was six, five, right. I think that's, that's probably fair to say he's got other offers from Nevada, UNLV, Utah State, Old Dominion, Portland State, uh, I believe was listed uh, via 24-7 sports. So he doesn't have a ton of Power 5 offers. Uh, that may change if he goes out and balls out once again uh, as a senior. And, and maybe Hawaii's got to keep continually recruiting, right? Uh, I think that obviously behooves them to, to keep that uh, as they go through. <clears throat> but, I, I yeah, I'm with you. Like, if, if you can play, you can play. Uh, and this guy can clearly play. Like, you, you put his tape on. Uh, and it is really impressive. It is really impressive. He gets the ball out on time. He gets the ball exactly where it needs to go. His touch, as you point out, even over the middle, right? Which is through windows. Is, yeah, he 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 sees the field so well. Um, you know, our guy Christian Shimabuku uh, had a nice write up on on khon.com or khon two um, via their website, uh, and they got quotes from Vinny Passis, right? Who's now living up in Vegas, the, the legendary QB coach, long time over at St. Louis, um, who's, who's mentored a ton of big time guys, right? Obviously Marcus and Tua and, and so many others uh, compared him to Tua. <clears throat> and the left-handed thing wasn't even anything he mentioned. Like he compared to him uh, just in terms of how he throws the ball, uh, the way they carry themselves, uh, how accurate Alejado is. Um, and, and just watching him in person, uh, immediately jumped out at you. Like you could tell, uh, and, and that's one of those things, right? Part of it's the eye test. Uh, and yeah, he, he, he didn't look big. Uh, and, and I know we're spending a lot of time on that. Um, but I think it'll come up. I, I think it'll be part of the reason why Hawaii has a, a huge track here. Uh, I, I think for him with an opportunity, maybe to come back home, right? He's, He's already gone away to the mainland. He's 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 experienced that. He's he's doing that now over at Gorman, but a chance to to perhaps come back to the islands, right? He's here often. <clears throat> Still got a lot of family here. Um, you know, and, and again, this continues a nice little pipeline where you've got the three defensive guys coming in, right? Jemai Otis and, and and company who who were part of that Gorman defense last year, who were coached for a time by University of Hawaii assistant coach Chris Brown when he was the defensive coordinator right. at right. Gorman, right? Hawaii has gotten Gorman guys in the past, but was uh, he from Okeke was was a Gorman guy, right? Kalen uh, Hicks, I think, was Kalen a Gorman Hicks. guy. Yep. So, you know, that that's obviously the Hawaii to Vegas connection ha has worked out well. Heck, the offense or the, excuse me, the Q QB coach over at, at Bishop Gorman is is former University of Hawaii player and, and former teammate of of Timmy and, and Chad Kapanui, right? Uh, you know, everybody remember him. He was man, what he what an athlete he was 
uh, in his prep days when he was when he was playing quarterback before they kind of moved him all over the place at UH, especially on the defensive side of the football. But there there are so many connections, and and that is you know going to be a little rare, right? When it comes to these high high recruits, that's not always they're not always going to be a Hawaii kid. They're not always going to be coached up by Hawaii guys, and so when the opportunity presents itself, Hawaii has to cash in. They have to capitalize and. And look, he has given his verbal commitment. You mentioned the the social media. It's funny because he he committed on Instagram Live, like he went live on Instagram and and yeah. did it that way, right? Kind of controlling it, uh, which which I I thought was pretty cool. Um, but if he if he does end up at the University of Hawaii next year, um, you know, obviously Braden Shager, it's not like he's gone after this season, and and we expect him to take another leap year this year and and we'll see how that progression goes right how the timeline works it's hey when does when do you transition from one qb to another um the old june adage right you can never have too many quarterbacks in there or whatnot but i think getting getting a high profile quarterback recruit and i get it all this is very 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 unique when it comes to the fact that he's got so many ties to hawaii but 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 playing at this national power in corman but but getting getting starting to get quarterback recruits into this offense if it does produce the way that we think it can produce you would i i would i think the 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 very optimistic viewpoint of this is say hey other kids out there maybe who don't have quite as strong a connection to hawaii or or, or maybe don't have you know the the roots to a coaching staff that 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 is currently here but other kids out there, you know, like in years past, that'll kind of look at this and say, hey, look, well, look, yeah, the Gore, Alejandro, who's at Gorman, who's at this big program, is choosing to go play, you know, at a, a little bit of a, a you know, a, a mid-major level, if you will, in the Mountain West. But boy, they get to throw it all over the place. Boy, they get to put up points. Boy, they get to have a lot of fun, um, you know, and, and hopefully that continues to open a door that takes them to a different type of recruit that takes them to a higher level of recruit that hopefully gets them into a position where they're, they've got guys wanting to come play quarterback here. Um, which I think for a time was the case, you know, when, when you look at the the two thousands, the June era, even on after that with guys like Greg Alexander and, and some of those others. And I know some of those guys were junior college transfers and whatnot, but, but you know, where it's like, Hey, the, that reputation is hopefully building to back where it was, where it's like, look, quarter, QBs want to come here uh, because of because of what this offense does. And, and hopefully uh, Alejado is the first of many uh, to come through. And, and I know they've got John Calve, Sango Polotelli coming in this year, the Punahou, the Punahou kid. That's that's another example, I think, of a Hawaii guy, Hawaii kid kind of kind of getting into the pipeline, if you will. But but I think I'm the way I envision it. It's like it's beyond that. Right. Beyond just kind of the the inner circle, if you will. It's like, hey, if if. If you can attract the Bishop Gorman starting quarterback, who's like a four-year guy, who's a national player of the year for his class, then maybe that now opens the door for for beyond, uh, which I think would be a huge, huge deal as this program tries to take a, a leap back to where, or a leap forward to get back to where they used to be. Totally. I, I've told people that we are one strong season away, um, production-wise, from the floodgates opening up for us with recruiting. It's clear that this coaching staff can attract people uh they're really fun to be around they're they're young they know how to play the game in a sense and um there's a 
refreshing, just laid back kind of calm vibe to the entire coaching staff that you can't help but want to come and be a part of, especially, um, you know, they're, they're big on relationship. They're big on uh, family values and helping you succeed after school. Timmy's um, interesting strategy with that has been, hey, do you want to come and live in Hawaii later on in life? Because we'll help set you up. It's not just about football. So they have a very unique stance when it comes to recruiting. And um, I mean, it's clear, Jordan, this is now their first full year here that they they know how to do that. Um, the, the missing piece um, will just be, can we win the football games? And I think committing to the run and shoot, shifting that over, and getting the guys the necessary reps, the it's a proven track record. It will happen. Um, you know, the the other thing that I can't help but think about, you mentioned, yeah, it's the mid-major, the Mountain West, with attracting some of these bigger, talented guys. Um, San Diego State was just in the national championship on Monday for college basketball. Mm -hmm. um, yes, that's not our school, but in some ways it has kind of, ripple effects on schools like us where you are put right in the thick of things with the big boys um why can't it be us um this next year will be the first year that they welcome 12 teams or uh, two, two years from now i should say i believe it's the 2024 season they'll, they'll welcome 12 teams to the college football playoff um one of those 12 is an automatic bid from a mid-major school like hawaii um, once that kind of public knowledge gets kind of seeped in and um, massly re received, I, I, I would say, um, we're going to start to see more guys realize, hey, you know, that old way of doing things, needing to go to a big school to get noticed, it's really not the case anymore. Um, Rolo used to tell us all the time, if you can play, they'll find you. Um, and so I'm, I'm really feeling like it's not just the optimism of this show, Jordan, like this team, this program with everything that is happening right now has the chance to uh, be on the upswing right now. And I, I can't help but feel like I need to uh, push my chips in because uh, it's it's coming for us and I, I can kind of feel it in the water. Yeah, look, if, if they can continue to recruit, um, you know, particularly with almost one hand tied behind their back because of the stadium situation. Uh, if you can continue to convince guys to come here um, and, and play, you know, in whatever chain turns into, uh, I think that just kind of speaks a lot to the staff uh, because they don't have a lot of bells and whistles and shiny things that they can take recruits around and just kind of flash it in front of them. Right. Uh, and, and so you're recruiting a lot of personality. You're recruiting based on a lot of relationship. Uh, and I think is a testament to this staff, um, look, it, I'm not saying that we should just not continue or, or forego any continued improvements to facilities on campus and and uh, a nice shiny new stadium. Like, please keep doing that uh, because it will make the job easier <laughs> when it comes to recruiting. But but if they can continue to recruit the caliber of player like a like a Mike Alejado with again, you know, a bit of a a bit of a hamstringed or a hamstrung. Um, you know, uh, playbook to pull from when it comes to to pulling in recruits. That's that's the, a testament to Timmy. Uh, I think that's a testament to the staff. Um, and I'm really excited. Look, if 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 Alejado ends up coming here, and look, we've 
here on this pod, we've talked about recruits before and then talked about them decommitting. Uh, and I'm not saying Alejado is going to do that or anything, but it's just, you know, those things kind of happen. And if, if all of a sudden Ohio state's banging on his door, I, it's going to be tough. Um, but, but boy, if he, if he shows up here, uh, and if you can, you can continue to develop Braden Shager, and then you've got the, 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 you know, presumptive, uh, next guy in line in, in an Alejado, uh, I, I, I'd feel really, really good. I'd feel really, really good about the state of the offense and the state of the program going forward. Uh, because if you, if you've got, if you've got the quarterback, you can go a long way. Uh, and I, and I think that's, that's the, the mindset of this, this offense. And that's the mindset of the program as they, as they look to shore up, uh, you know, what's, what's the key, the key recruit, the key position on the field. But a guy like him, I am thinking immediately of Brotherhood Grinds, um, not just for the, the, the sake of him being fed while he's over here, but for those that don't know, Brotherhood Grinds actually serves as the bridge for local businesses to get in contact with players like Amica Alejandro through the football program. They are the vehicle for name, image, and likeness to take place with University of Hawaii student-athletes. Um, at least that's what they're attempting to do. And the whole reason I'm bringing this up is a guy like him, a three-star QB, I want him to get some sort of NIL um, appreciation. You know, it, it may not be a massive contract, but here locally, you know, to to have a, a local kid with ties over here, you know, I yeah, he's from Vegas, but it's the Ninth Island. Let's get this guy um some reason to stay over here because you mentioned it jordan uh we've got a whole another year to keep him interested it's a it's technically a verbal commit i don't know if he's actually signed anything just yet no um, not yet yeah yeah so um the courtship is uh far from over um we we need him to uh sign some paperwork between now and next year and uh there's a lot that can happen from now till then. So just throwing that out there. Um, if uh, you or anyone at home listening is uh, interested in keeping a three-star QB, why don't you uh, head on over to broadhoodgrinds.com and see how you get involved. Yeah. And, and look, uh, that's, that's a big part of the equation, right? With the NIL and, and how does, how does the program, you know, indirectly <clears throat> maximize and, and capitalize on that. And heck part of it's, Look, social media is a part of the equation as well, right? As you, as you mentioned, uh, you know, whether it's a camera guy following you around or right, not content, like these athletes can now profit off of that. And and a lot of them do, um, you know, with, with their Instagram followers, their TikTok followers, their YouTube followers and whatnot, that there is ways to monetize that. And, and uh, any, any chance you can get to, to help build that for one of your athletes um, that helps, that helps. I, I don't know what kind of presence he has. I haven't dug that deep, but Look, there, there's that's always an avenue as well to to help kind of increase the NIL um, benefit for some of these student athletes. Uh, big week for recruiting. Uh, Hawaii basketball also got a commitment from a North Carolina grad transfer, Justin McCoy, like the the University of North Carolina, mm. the Tar Heels. Uh, so uh, so a big week. You got McCoy joining the men's basketball team. You got Mike Alejado, who could be a really uh, and, I, and a guy that I've been really, really impressed, um, given his verbal commitment to the University of Hawaii. This this made national news. This was a big, big deal. Uh, this yeah. wasn't some under the radar thing. This was this was national news in the recruiting circles and and by all the publications. And and we'll have more on this uh, as we move throughout the off season as well. And uh, boy, everybody cross their fingers. I, I hope he signs. 
uh, come December when uh, when they can put pen to paper because uh, I, I think he's he's a good one. That's for sure. All right, we'll take a quick halftime break. And on the other side, we'll get to the Cole McDonald interview from uh, earlier uh, a week or so ago on Off the Bench with Hunter and Josh. We'll be back. This is Hawaii Football Now from ESPN Honolulu. All right, second half time here on episode 84. Jordan and Hunter back with you. We'll throw it over to uh, an interview with Cole McDonald uh, just a little while ago as he was getting prepped uh, for his first XFL start uh, and coming off what was a huge relief appearance for the Houston Roughnecks the week prior as well. So we'll send it over to that. And a uh, big shout out to the Off the Bench guys for uh, for uh, partnering up with us and uh, getting us that audio. We got a special one, my friend. Uh, Houston Roughnecks quarterback Cole McDonald joining the program. Uh, I'm just going to get my question out of the way. Because, uh, Cole, I remember we talked uh, during the, I think it was a couple months before the XFL, and you and I had, had done an interview. And we were talking about the process of, kind of that tryout camp you were going through that, you know, had some, you know, NFL opportunities and XFL opportunities. So here you are on an XFL team, getting some opportunities to play. What has the last six weeks been like for you uh, in, in this league? It's been fun. Um, we've been just throwing the rock around. It's been good to be back on the field and just, be in a locker room, um, getting shots to make plays on the field and making the most of it. So it's been it's been fun. That's one word to describe it for sure. Cole, uh, I, I think we need to let everyone know that the real secret to your tryout success was uh, staying on my couch the night before. Uh, I think that, that, that's what that's what filled you with the uh, the power and the, the speed that you went out oh, and showcased for the Rock. Am I right? Dude, it was it was it was. That's definitely the reason why. No <laughs> doubt in my mind. <laughs> now, I've, I've gotten this question from a bunch of guys over here. Why no 13 in the XFL, bro? What's with 14? That 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 is not the Cole McDonald that we're used to. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the Cole McDonald that I'm used to either, you know. Um, <laughs> we Dude, we had a receiver, uh, John Trey Kirkland, who actually got hurt. Um, he's been balling out all year. He, he was number 13, and so I guess. Something happened and numbers were just delegated by some type of or. So, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't get number 13, but 14 ain't look bad either, you know. Hey, I, I get that. You know, the XFL is supposedly supposed to give unprecedented access. But, uh, you know, maybe if uh, you could get the number from an injured player, you know, maybe that's the access we're looking for. Um, wanted to get to this real quick. We've talked about this on multiple occasions, you and I. When we adopted the run and shoot, it felt like all of our football IQs went through the roof, not just QBs, receivers, running backs, O-line. Now, that's a big thing over here because Timmy's bringing the run and shoot into um, into football over here at University of Hawaii. You've had multiple stops now at the NFL, Canadian, and now XFL. What has the the foundation i would say of the run and shoot brought to your football iq that you've used at each stop of professional football um for me it's just understanding what the defense is doing you know Mm. Um, where uh, you want to work certain concepts and different types of coverages um, depending on what the defense gives you but ultimately just being connected you know knowing what what your guys doing on the front knowing what receivers routes were being ran behind and getting the ball where you need to get the ball and i think just with the coaching staff we had, 
that was one thing that's been transferred over and over and over is just knowing the defense, seeing coverages and making plays, you know. Um, and you were right there with me along the way, you know. So, I mean, you, you definitely know from your own experience, you know, but being in the room yourself. So it was, that's been one big carryover. Cole McDonald is joining us here on Off the Bench on ESPN Honolulu. And one other really cool thing that, uh, that is happening for you and, you know, the Houston Roughnecks is uh, Cedric Bird, another University of Hawaii uh, alum, is in your wide receiver uh, room. What, what, what has that been like keeping that chemistry with someone you've had so much success with back here at UH now at the professional level? Yeah, I mean, it's huge, you know, because I've thrown thousands and thousands of balls said that been my guy, we lived together for two years in Hawaii. And so having him here, it's just, it, it's good because I know what he's doing. We're on the same page. And same thing with another receiver, Travell. He was under Stutzman as well mm-hmm. um, and Coach Travell. So he knows the run and shoot. So the translation is huge, you know, from Cedric and me playing for a couple of years together, throwing a lot of balls, scoring and winning a lot of games. And also Trivella being under the same run and shoot coach. And then our coach as well brings his knowledge and, and his understanding of the offense in terms of bringing it to the new receivers that are learning to run and shoot. And they've taken a huge liking to it. So it's been amazing. That's awesome, man. Uh, you know, to, to catch some, some folks up, you know, a lot of what you've been incorporated into this offense uh, with the Houston Roughnecks this year has been more your athleticism and kind of leaning on your ability as a runner, not just as a passer. Well, what is that, you know, first part of the question is what's that kind of been like for you, but then also kind of fill us in on kind of this quarterback competition that's kind of emerging in Houston right now, because yesterday was kind of your breakout game as a passer. And we're kind of seeing them kind of rethinking some things, at least from our perception of uh, how they're running this offense. Yeah. I mean, um, I got, I got a chance to sit and just made the most of it. And Mm. Whatever they decide, they're going to decide. I'm, I'm going to control what I can control, you know. And I think that's been a big thing for me lately is controlling just what I, my, my reaction, my what I can do when I'm in, you know what I'm saying, handle what I can do off the field and, and handle that like a professional, you know. So I think I'm, I'm ready whenever. So in terms of that, answering that, I hope that answered part of it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's part of it, yeah. Sorry. No, no, it's good, man. Uh, we're, we're rooting for you over here, man. Absolutely. You know, it, at, at this point in the season, what what, what would you say uh, your goals are, uh, you know, for the, the rest of this season? Are you looking uh, to, to gain that starting job or are you looking to finish this season out strong and, and reassess, you know, before, you know, fall rolls around and try to uh, get uh, signed with another team of what, you know, catch us up with uh, kind of what your goals are uh, heading, you know, further into this season. Um, I think continue doing what I've been doing, um, and that's showing up, being a team player, and just being being a guy for the team. That if if my numbers call, I'm gonna I'm gonna step up and, and make plays. And I, I don't think I'm gonna change anything. I think it's the same goals, which was win as a team, get film, and show everybody that you can play football. Um, and it's just been fun get back on out on the field, honestly, and just being around guys and being in that atmosphere. I think that's just. That's what it's all about. You know, I think that's just my goal is to enjoy it and be present, you know, be, be where your feet are. I think that's a big thing mm. I've been trying to focus on. So just t- kind of trying to enjoy the whole journey, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of my goal. This, this next upcoming thing is controlling what I control, but if I'm in, you know, I'm going to ball out. 
No, that's awesome, man. You know, the, the XFL brings so much new um, aspects to the sport, and a lot of that is some of the rule changes. And for you guys as players, I can only imagine pivoting and being flexible with that and learning a new aspect to the game. What would you say is your favorite of some of the new uh, rule changes that they've added in there? Yeah, I mean, some of the rules are pretty cool. And so I'm normally I'm used to jogging off the field, field goal unit goes on, and, you know, you're you're celebrating – I'm not normally used to throwing a touchdown, staying out there, running an extra point play, whether it's from the, you know, the five or the, or the 10, you know what I'm saying? So it's, that's been new to me. Mm. Um, and even last night, we were able to take a, a fourth and 15 after we scored and consider it an onside kick. Yeah. But I think, I think it kind of sparks different things in terms of like how offenses call things, you know, from red zone to yellow zone to fourth and 15 as a, as a kind of like a substitute for a, for a kickoff. I thought that was really cool. So I, I, I've been really enjoying these rules. It's been really fun to be a part of it. And I feel like it just makes the game like that much more attainable. If people are ahead, you can always come back. And if you're always ahead, you know, you always got to be playing good because they can always make a comeback. And that's just what makes it exciting, you know? That's going to stay with the uh, XFL because the NFL tabled it for uh, this upcoming year. So the Love XFL it. will have it uh, by itself. Uh, the one thing I wanted to ask you, Cole, and Cole McDonald joining us uh, here on Off the Bench. Uh, you, you go through college, you, you go through kind of your early years as, as a pro. There is something different about the XFL with the, with the kind of access that everybody seems to have to you. They have to your coaches in game. Um, how difficult or how easy is that to get used to where you could throw a touchdown or you could throw an interception and five seconds after you get off the field, someone's there ready to interview you about whether you threw a touchdown or an interception. I mean, you've got... Your, your offensive coordinator, your head coach is mic'd up and they can be heard live on TV. Um, how, how difficult or, or, or how easy is that to adjust to? Um, I mean, we're, we're just playing football, right? I think a little bit of extra cameras around. It's just, I think it just gives the audience a better kind of connection to the game itself, you know? Makes like the viewers at home, people watching, it makes it more interactive. You get to kind of like see people's personalities and hear things that happen really on the field, which I think is really cool. So, I mean, I, I don't think I would teeter any way in terms of if it's good or bad. I would say the experience has been pretty enjoyable, to be honest. And I feel mm-hmm. like the audience partakes to that, you know. So, I think it's been pretty cool. Man, Cole, that, that's awesome, man. And, you know, we, we got to kind of move towards a break here. But we're all rooting for you back here in Hawaii. And uh, we're we're wanting to see uh, where this journey takes you, man. If it continues in the XFL, it sounds like this is a really good, at least fit for you right now. If that brings you back to the NFL, we're, we're always behind you, bro. And just wanted to thank you for coming on the show, man. We love you. Yeah. appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Cole McDonald, uh, Houston Roughnecks quarterback joining us as all of our guests do here on, uh, off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. All right. Jordan Hunter back with you here. Closing out episode 84. Uh, Hunter, thanks again for for coordinating all of that. Um, really cool to hear from Cole. Really cool to hear where he's at. I, I think he's got um, staying power in professional football, whatever level that is. Uh, had a huge appearance, funny enough, off the bench, um, uh, yeah. you know, two weeks ago. And then last week, it, it was a little tough going for Cole, 15 to 32, 106 yards, one touchdown, one interception. The, the whole team kind of seemed a little bit off for for a Houston team that had been playing really, really well. That was maybe their, you know, poorest performance in a few weeks. But uh, I, I think he's in a good spot to, to close out. I think they've got three regular season games left and then uh, are in very 
decent position to to go ahead and get into the postseason. Yeah, he's in probably the the most mature state that I've ever seen him in, which bodes well for a professional athletic career. Um, this is one of the first times that he's been put in a uh, you know kind of a backup role position, other than obviously. Uh, being a practice squad QB in the NFL, uh, you have to carry yourself with a certain uh, professionalism and poise and maturity for coaches to um, see the value in having you around. I think that we we saw that with someone like Marcus um, quickly getting picked up with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, he easily still could have been wondering if he was going to get a job, but, you know, they grabbed him right away. And I think it speaks to his reputation, um, not just as a, you know, a tall athletic quarterback, but as a player and as a person that uh, what you bring in the locker room matters and it's uh, team culture and the, the thing that they are trying to create behind the scenes really does make a difference. So um, just, picking that up from my conversations uh, with, with him and um, continuing to see him grow as, as a person. It's, it's really, really fun to see. So um, yeah, a little bit more than halfway into the XFL season at this point and a lot, a lot of football still to be played and a lot of film to be collected Jordan for uh, guys like him trying to make the jump back, uh, back up top the NFL. Yeah, uh, and, and it's a great opportunity for him to continue doing so. Uh, so, again, thanks to you, Hunter. Thanks to Josh. And uh, shout-out to Cole McDonald. Uh, I was uh, hopefully going to finish the season uh, on an uptick here for Houston. Uh, big shout-out to some of the folks who dropped us a line as well in the comments. Uh, shout-out to our guy Leonard on YouTube. Uh, Brett asking, uh, you know, if, if Braden mentioned who his favorite receiver was to go to so far. Uh, maybe we can ask him uh, – uh, you know, off the air and, uh, and see, I'm sure he will give a very diplomatic quarterback answer. He loves everybody. Right. Uh, yeah. And the, I think the nice thing is he's got a pretty deep stable of receivers this coming year to throw to some pretty talented guys as well. Uh, Al from VA, always dropping us a line. Uh, so appreciate you, Al, <clears throat> as always. And then uh, on Facebook, um, <clears throat> we got a, a shout out to Anthony for, for dropping us a comment uh, and our guy Kavika who we hear from from time to time. He asked, uh, did the video team digitize the VCR tapes? We joked with Braden Shager, uh, if they had uh, put on some of the old VCR tapes of uh, Timmy Chang and, and his um, exploits in the run and shoot uh, as maybe a teaching tool to reintroduce the run and shoot uh, in full go here to the team. Um, but uh, Kavika throwing out the the idea that, hey, the, the VCR, man, it loses uh, the, the old like film tapes. It, it loses quality. So you got to make sure you digitize that. So uh, Kavika, good looking out, man. Um, yeah, that, that reminds me of Stutz. Stutz used to show us old highlights of him at University of Hawaii. Like, we weren't even asking for it. And he's like, hey, check this out. And then he just puts it up on the screen of him catching that out against uh, BYU and booting it into the stands. Uh, I think that's just one fun thing that you get to do as a coach is uh, um, not only show what you and the team did, but also kind of get your jabs in there, talk a little trash with the current players. So uh, yeah, that, that, that's fun to hear that they're kind of, you know, still doing similar things with, uh, with Braden and uh, the, the guys down in the, in the film rooms. Yeah. You say you just got to mix it in every once in a while, you know, you got, you got to remind, you got to remind the kids. Uh, all right. 
This, this is uh, I know what I'm talking about out here. Okay, that's right. We've been through the ringer. We've been through it. Um, so a lot of fun. Uh, again, thanks to everybody for dropping us a comment there. Uh, quick little two minute drill on our way out here. Um, congrats to Savannah Ryer. Uh, I think a lot of people remember her from her time playing basketball at the University of Hawaii. She is taking over as the director of recruiting for Hawaii football. She was most recently in a role as the director of player development for the women's basketball program. Uh, and uh, will slide over to the football program, takes over as the director of recruiting. So nice big role for her. Uh, I know she's going to do a really good job there. And uh, Nate Ilawa, who was the director of recruiting, is now transitioning over to the director of player development uh, or in, in one of those roles for the University of Hawaii. So he's still very much around. Um, and, you know, when it comes to the the non the non-field coaching positions or however you want to term them, uh, right. They aren't active on field coaches. You only get so many of those per the NCAA, but um, you can, you can create these, these positions that are, that are support. Um, you think to Bama, right. How many guys does Nick Saban have uh, beyond his, his 11 or 10 or whatever it is. A lot of coaches get like 60 guys or something, analysts and all this kind of stuff. Um, huge help. Right. Um, and Nate's done a, a really good job in terms of, you know, getting uh, the recruiting kicked up and, and and getting that going and and I'm sure a lot of the responsibilities <clears throat> he will continue on and and I think is still a very integral part of this program just a a different title on the the nameplate outside the door perhaps uh for Nate and uh bringing in Savannah who's who's uh, done some great work with the Wahine basketball program and I'm sure we'll do so with uh the football program as well yeah uh Savannah would be down the sideline with us pretty much throughout the entire season, Jordan. I don't know if you, you remember that, but would be kind of right yep. near us in that corner. And yeah. so I almost wonder if they had been in some sort of communication, um, definitely around the athletic program in general uh, since the time she graduated. And I've known her uh, just with some Fellowship of Christian Athletes um programs around university of hawaii and uh yeah just d d does a, fin a phenomenal job and her dad's actually it's funny you brought up bama her dad is the beat writer for alabama mm -hmm. Crimson tide um so um very athletically astute family uh sports astute family i would say and uh no knows her stuff and someone would say well how's she going to be recognized football talent well uh i'm sure she can be trained and i i like this progressive movement from this coaching staff and uh um in a lot of ways the director of recruiting is the liaison in some ways to speaking with family speaking with players um and speaking on behalf of the coaching staff it's somewhat of a more um you know I would, I don't want to say political but it's it, you, you do have to be kind of choosy with your words sometimes so um getting someone who can and speak well and present for university of hawaii well is, is critical here so i wish her all the best and uh, it'll be really cool to kind of see how this um this thing develops yeah she knows football right she's, she's been around it um her whole life uh she's she's, she's gonna do just fine she played uh, and i think she was a kicker yeah 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 she no she's she was a multi-sport athlete um I, I remember when she was at uh she would go out and like boot field goals um just to just to remind everybody uh what she was capable of uh and yeah no she's in a um uh, I think to your point a, a pretty forward facing role 
right? Uh, and and those are those are important positions uh, representing the program, representing uh, Coach Chang, and 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 really trying to you know put 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 their best foot forward. And and she's going to be a, a very very important part of that staff, no doubt about it. All right, that'll do it for us here on episode eighty four. Thanks to our guy Jonathan on the controls as well. Uh, always splicing things this thing up and getting it ready for tomorrow's release. Big thanks to Spectrum Mobile and Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union as well. And go thanks Tiger. Guy, Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. It's Masters Week. Don't worry. It's we'll be Masters talking about week, that. Baby. Next week go Tiger. He's in the field. That means he can win. That's right. That's right. He said he's uh he said his game's feeling better than last year, but his body hurts more. So I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh we'll find out uh after the next few days. That's for sure. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Right back here on Hawaii Football Now. Hello, everybody. You've been listening to Hawaii Football Now with Jordan Halley and Hunter Hughes, all from ESPN Honolulu.